Welcome to Hope Church. My name is Wes, and I'm going to be sharing with you something from God's Word today that I hope will encourage you and inspire you to live the life that God has intended for you to live. And man, we're glad you you guys look good today. I think sometimes we do this, sometimes we don't, but I I think sometimes it's meant to be said in church. But could you just turn to the person next to you and say, man, you look good today. And then to the person on the other side, you said, you tried, you know, you tried. (laughs) If you don't know the person, that's weird. Don't do that. Unless you want to get to know them, like, hey, you look good, and that's fine. If you're single and you're like, you need to find someone, like, hey, you look good today. (laughs) Just get up and walk around, make sure she doesn't ring on her finger, because that's not good. That means she's married. Hey, man, we're glad you guys are here today, and uh, we're going to have fun. We're in a brand new series called That's Not What He Said. That's Not What He Said. Have you ever lived life and uh, just been going through it, and then someone come along the way and give you really bad advice? Like, you know, you're like in a storm, like... Things are going not the way they're supposed to go. Like every day you wake up, you're like, dang it, this is not working the way I thought it would work out. And someone comes along and typically it's that weird Christian, you know, it gives you some weird thing like, hey, brother, whenever God closes the door, he opens a window. Amen. (laughs) And you're like, what does that even mean? Some Christians come up with some of the wackiest stuff, you know, or you're going through the season or you're just going through life and, and someone throws something at you like that and you're like, man, I have no idea what that means. Explain that to me. And sometimes, I tell, I've told people this a while, but man, sometimes biblical advice at the wrong time is bad advice. Biblical advice at the wrong time is bad advice. You're going through death, divorce, or, or maybe a sickness or disease, or maybe you're going through maybe even a flat tire, and someone comes to you and gives you some advice, and you're like, I don't even want that advice. Where, 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 shut up. <laughs> That's kind of what you're thinking. Like, get out of here. No one asked you. You don't, or maybe they say, man, someone comes to you, you're going through a storm of life, and, you, and they say to you, hey, I know exactly how you feel. And you're looking at them like, you don't even know a clue of what I feel like. Well, today we're going to look at a phrase that we've used, um, that you've heard a lot of times, and, um, and we're going we're gonna to lock in on that. And over the next two or three weeks, we're going to lock in on phrases that people have heard that people have said, oh, you know, God always says. And it's not things that God has said, but we've taken them. And over the time, they've kind of been taken as, oh, this is truth, and God must have said this because someone has said it, and they said it, and they said it. And so you know how, your moms, you know how when you, when you go to use a cleaner or something like that, or maybe you're going to use something, and you, and you, you got to dilute it a little bit? And, and so that's kind of the thing. Over time, some of these sayings that God has said, they've been diluted. And now when they got to us, they're kind of like, did he really even say that? Like, I mean, you sounded so confident in saying that. Are you sure God said that? You know, I grew up, this is something, this is something small. I, I grew up in this saying that, you know, you got you to wear your best to church. You got to wear your best to church. And then I, one day I was like, I got to find that in the Bible. Because I've heard that, you know, God said you got to wear a shirt and tie. I'm like, I got to find that. So I start looking through this book, Genesis, the Revelation. I, don't, I can't find anywhere where it says. So, I mean, I was wearing, I was, for my whole life, I was wearing a shirt and tie to church my whole entire life. This last probably 10 years of my life, I've just been rebelling from everything I've always been taught. It feels great. It's liberating, you know. But I, oh, you, gotta, you have to wear a shirt and tie to church, and, and you have to look at, so I've worn that until I was 18. Well, I got to college, and all my friends are these missionary kids. And when you're on a mission field, there is no dress code. Like the clothes you have are the clothes you have. There aren't church clothes, school clothes, work clothes, play clothes. There's just clothes. And so you've, you've heard that. Since, so we've got to take a look at the Bible a lot of times and make sure that what people say, they're actually, actually in the Bible. We're a Bible church. And so what we try to believe, we want it to come from God's word. If it's not from God's word, we really don't care. And uh, if it's your opinion, it's great. You know what they say about opinions? We all have them. They all stink, you know. And so we want to make sure that our opinions, the, thing that we, the things that we live by is, is this book. Because this book has withstood the test of time. We actually believe it's actual God in those, in, in, on these pages that he speaks to us. And so we want to make sure we look at them. But um, 
If you're joining us today, I hope you can come with us over the next two or three weeks. And then the last Sunday of the month is our birthday. We are turning one years old. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because that means I haven't messed anything up in an entire year. <laughs> and that's a, long, that's a long time for me. <laughs> and so, man, we're just glad, um, we're glad you're here. I got some friends that are here today. One of my friends, Steven's here today. I'm just glad he's here. And a lot of you guys, a lot of good, got a good looking people up in here, up in here. And so we're just glad you guys are here today. The phrase that we're going to look at today is the phrase, God won't give you more than you can handle. When I've heard that phrase, and, and as I, if you've lived a life long enough, you realize the older you get, life gets harder. Like paying bills is hard. My father-in-law is here today. I, I, I worked for him for eight years. Being a number two or number three guy at a church is a piece of cake compared to being the guy in charge. <laughs> when he's here, when sometimes I tell him, I need you to come to church on Sunday because it makes me feel like I'm not in charge anymore. And being in charge is hard. It's scary. I was with a guy the other day um, talking to him about church, and he was saying, oh, yeah, I've been a part of this church. I've been a part of this church. And when we got this church, we, there was nobody there. We watched it grow. To where it was in the hundreds, and hundreds became thousands, and thousands became thousands, and thousands became more thousands. And I was like, man, I need your help, because I just, I want to be encouraged, I want to be around people. But I realized, man, sometimes when you're given stuff, I've heard that phrase, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Now I'm at the point where in life where I'm like, bull-loney. It's hard. Some of you guys thought I was going to cuss in church. That's why most of the people that come here, they're like, man, he's going to say something you shouldn't say eventually, so we're going to keep coming. That's baloney. When you hear that, I mean, it's, life is hard. I've told you guys that as long as I've been alive, the older I get, I realize, man, life is stinking hard. Bills are hard to pay sometimes. When your car breaks down, that is hard. Getting your gallbladder taken out, I've heard it's hard. I don't know personally, but I know that's hard. Having a baby is hard. I've heard. I've heard. Man, life gets hard. It gets hard. And the older you get, it seems like the harder, the harder it gets. It seems like one out of every three people that you know is going through some sort of bad situation. One out of three. If it's not you, it's one of your two closest friends. They're going through something always. And then you have people coming to you and say, God won't give you more than you can handle. And you're looking at them saying, well, he just did. I think this is where this came from. In the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, the last part of it says this. God is faithful, and he is. God is faithful. And it says here in the very next part of that verse, he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And then it says, when you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. So I think that part of that verse where it says, and God is faithful, and he is, he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can handle. And going through something and being tempted with something is way different. It's way different. This week, I've had a full fat week. And um, what that means, I've eaten everything I've wanted, and I haven't even cared about it. Uh, when Diana got, Diana got the surgery last week, and so we've had a couple people bring us uh, dinner on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. And on Wednesday night, or on Tuesday night, I think Debbie shows up with uh, Tijuana Flats, which is awesome. I appreciated it. I like Tijuana Flats. But I wasn't really excited about that. I was excited about what was in the thing that she made. She had made this caramel toffee cake or something. I've had a piece of that thing Monday night, or Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. I didn't even care. Because I'm like, man, this, makes me, this is going to make me feel good. <laughs> This is going to make me feel good. Well, man, I, being tempted is one thing. I, that wasn't a temptation for me. Temptation is something you have to try to fight. I wasn't trying to fight that. I was like, hey, baby, come here. I was talking to that cake. I mean, you look so good, girl. <laughs> you look fine. You look fine in that pan. It was, that cake was so good. 
I loved it. And then my community group came over. We're in a season of our church called Community Groups. And um, my community group came over on Wednesday night that Josh leads. It's in my home. And we were having community group. And I, we shared that with everybody else there. I'm like, isn't it good? I'm like watching them eat it. I'm like, doesn't it taste good? <laughs> you know, my mouth's doing But, man, I'm like, being tempted is one thing. I, I went to the school. I spoke at FCA on Thursday um, morning at the, at the freshman campus. And then on Friday, I went to the, to the, the 10th, 11th, and 12th grade campus and spoke at FCA. And when I walk, I always bring, it, I always bring donuts with me. And you know the reason why I bring donuts with me? Because at, at the West Orange High School, you have to have a thing called, um, you have to be a, a, an approved volunteer. And I couldn't remember if my volunteer status, I had updated it. So I always, just in case, when you go to ladies at an office, if you bring goods or treats, you're golden. And you, I, we call that brown nosing, physically and literally. But I just walk in there with donuts. I just walk in there. I'm like, you know what? She's going to let me in no matter what because I've got donuts. And they're like, don't do that to me. We're trying to eat good. And then every time, you, every time I go there, there's always that lady that whenever someone's saying, I'm trying to eat good, there's always that little skinny anorexic person walking around the corner. She's like, I'll take those. You know, she picks them up and just walks out. I'm like, you're a jerk. And I'm proud of you for trying, you know. But there's a big difference between a temptation and an actual going through struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy. People come in here today. There's, there's a guy in here today, and he came to work out. And I'm like, hey, you can stay for church. He's, he's still here. He's like, I'm going to stay for church. It's easy to, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to, I'm, this temptation is so, it's right there. And then there's another thing to actually be in that thing that's going, that's so, so hard. When God closes the door, I'm going to say, God won't give you anything more than you can handle. I look at guys in the Bible, and I think, man, sometimes I want to go back, and I'm checking up all these things that I've heard my whole entire life. Like, and you want to check up on things that you've heard your life. So I'm checking, I, where I, my source is the Bible. I believe God wrote the Bible. I believe God wrote your story. And so it would only make sense to go to the manual. I've, I've used this stupid little illustration my whole entire life. If you have a Sony TV, you don't go to Best Buy and get the Vizio manual to go work on your Sony TV. If you're smart, you don't work on your TV at all. You know, but like, you don't, you don't do that. I have a John Deere lawnmower that somebody gave me. And I hate it. The reason why I hate it, because I'd rather be sitting on the lawnmower than being behind it. And the thing is getting, oh, it's self-propelled. Self-propellers are awesome as long as they go fast. It's like, I feel like I can do, I can do it faster if I was pushing it. And so I'm going, it, it, so if I have a John Deere lawnmower, I don't go somewhere else and say, hey, can you help me with this? I just, I go to the, the manual. I mean, I don't fix stuff. I don't want you to think I fix stuff. I take it to a person and say, this is a John Deere. Make sure you use a John Deere manual to fix this thing. All the rednecks people in here are like, John Deere, amen, you know, and. But I look at guys like Moses in the Bible, and he went through a tough time, and God gave him more than he can handle. God, he said, God, I can't even talk very good. And you want me to be, God, you want me to be the leader of a nation, but you, I, you want me to lead these people, but I can't even talk good. God gave him more than he can handle. Esther was tired and worn out, and God used her in Job. God gave him way more than he can handle. When in one day, you lose everything you've ever owned in one day. Your kids, your family, your houses. Like, these aren't like the, like, Second cousins and third cousins, it's like your, 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 your kids, losing your kids all in one conversation. All of his business, his, his business, his 401k, everything got shut down in one day. Talk about more than, that was more than he could handle, isn't it? Wouldn't you say that is? If you lost everything today, wouldn't that be more than you could handle? Well, that's what Job went through. And look at guys like Paul, where he's like, God, this is, the Bible uses, the, Paul uses this phrase, I have a thorn in my flesh. He's like, man, this hurts. This is more than I can handle. Paul was trying to serve Jesus. He's out there in a boat, and the boat gets, like his last, the boat gets shipwrecked. I would be so ticked off at God at that point. 
So he just grabs a piece of wood and makes a surfboard, and he surfs in. He didn't really, okay? He just grabbed a piece of wood, and he's just doggy paddling, you know, trying to get to the shore. And then he gets there, and he builds a fire. He gets the wreckage. He builds a fire and gets it, get it going. And when he goes to light the fire, a freaking a stinking snake jumps out and bites his hand. Like, it can't, God, I'm coming to preach. I'm coming to share good news with these people. And now I'm shipwrecked. I've got all these people that want to kill me. I've been a prisoner more times than I've wanted to. I've been beat up. I've been stoned. God gave him more than he could handle. And then last, but definitely not least, Jesus said, man, I'm tired, God. Uh, this is more than I can handle. There's a guy in the Bible that I want to read to you today, his story. And he had more than he could handle. And so, the, so what do you do? Why does God allow us to go through things that we can't handle? Because obviously we're going through them. Like you've been given, if you're honest here, you would say, man, I, there's been a season in my life where I've been given more than I can handle. What do you do when you've been given more than you can handle? The Bible says in Acts chapter 3, it'll be on the screen for you. And if you don't have it, um, if, if you don't have a Bible today, we want to give you one. When you walk out right there, out the main entrance, right on the right there, they'll see a stack of Bibles. You can grab one. They're free of charge. You can have one. Take it to go and read it. Um, there's also a book at the very end. It's a good resource for you. It's called Fresh, uh, Fresh Start. If you're, like, new in this faith journey, like, if you're new to church, we have some people come to church and, like, hey, I don't do church. Cool. You're more than welcome to be here. And we say this at our church. You don't have to believe what we believe to belong here. Um, but we love for you to have a Bible in this resource. It's called Fresh Start. It'll help you grow and learn more about Jesus. We don't want to introduce you to church because church has never changed anybody's life. We want to introduce people to Jesus, and only Jesus can change lives. And so you'll get that when you walk out the door on the right. And we'd love for you to have those resources. The Bible is the best of the two, um, but the Fresh Start book is really, really good as well. Acts chapter 3, in uh, verse 1, the Bible says this. Uh, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. That's where we get prayer services at in churches. They would go and pray three times a day in the morning, in the afternoon, and at nighttime. He was going to have some church. Some church. Ah. Uh, Verse 2. As they approached the temple, a lame man, a man who was lame from birth, has been carried in. Talk about being given more than you can handle. This, this this, This man has never, ever, ever, ever walked. I spoke at FCA this week, and something I had a first ever happen to me. A girl came in on a wheel, in a wheelchair, and she can't walk. And uh, she had this lady next to her. Her name is Asha, and she was at FCA. She was in the um, the sea lunch, and I went up to her and said, "Hey, how are you?" And and she 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 can't walk. She just could you imagine going through life and not being? This, this girl's never walked. She's watched people walk. She's never played sports. He, he's never played sports. He's watched people play sports. He's never, ever played chase or tag with his friend. He's always watched it happen. And now he's at the point of his age and his life where he can't do any. He, he needs to make some money. He's, he's useless without any money. So now he's at the point of life where he's trying to make money. And so his job is to go to this place and beg for money. That's, he's a professional beggar. That's his, that's his, that's his gig. And it says here he was, he, he was there. Each day he was put beside the temple gate the one called the Beautiful Gate. Now, the Beautiful Gate was, was a very popular gate, hence the name Beautiful Gate. A lot of people passed through there. So he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. So this guy can't walk. Peter and John come walking in. He's like, hey, bro, can you throw, can you throw me some change? Can, can, you, can, you, can you give me some change? I, I would appreciate some change. And so he begins to get some change, it says here in this verse. And when he saw Peter, he came about and he asked them for some money. Verse 4, Peter and John looked at him intently and he said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. 
Look at us, man. We don't, it says here in the very next verse, Peter said, I don't have a silver, I don't have silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, now to step up or get up and actually begin to walk. The guy says, hey, I need, I need some money. And he said, hey, you don't need money. And I, and I want to share this with you for this reason, because I think a lot of times when we're going through the season of life and what you're going through is a season, whenever you're going through that tough time, you start going after things to try to fix your problem. We all do. That makes sense. We want to fix the problems that we have. That, that's, that's not hard. That's not a bad thing for you to go and fix problems. But a lot of times what we think we need is really not a need. It's really just a want. What we think is a need really is a need. It's really just a, it's just a want. Man, I really need that. Man, I really need that. I really need that. I need that. A lot of times when I go to my wife, I, if you've been here a while, you know I like clothes. I, don't, I really don't even like them. I, I actually kind of love them. And um, it's my habit. It's one of my habits because I got a few. Everyone in our church has a hurt habit or hang up. Mine is clothes. So I said, I need these. And she's like, you don't need those. She's like, you have a pair. Don't, she, goes, she always says this. Don't you have a pair that looks just like them? I'm like, these are different. Those laces are black. These laces are white. There's a huge difference. And um, we th- what we think we need is not really a need. It's really just a want. This guy goes, hey, bro, can, I, can you throw, throw me some change? I would really appreciate some change. And it says here in this verse, in the very next verse, he says, man, we don't have that, but I'll give you what we have. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Verse 7, it's, it's funny, this guy's going through the toughest day of his life, and he finds some people that could probably help him out, and he asks for something that he doesn't really need. He says, hey, um, man, I, can, you, can you help me out? God had already given this guy more than he could handle. I mean, he, he's never, ever walked. He's, ha- he's been given more than he I've talked with two people this week. I, I guarantee the lock cars this week have been given more than they could handle more than they can handle. I was talking to another friend of mine who I'm watching mature. And she's really not my friend. She's closer than a friend. And I'm watching her grow up. And she's lived a full life of faith. And I'm watching her faith grow. I'm like, man, your faith can't be any bigger when you get to be a certain age. And I'm talking with this, this person in my life. And they've been given more than they can handle. And Peter looks at them. This guy's lived his life. And he goes, hey, can you help me? And the guy goes, I'll give you something better. I'll actually let you be able to walk. You actually can walk now. There's this verse in the Bible that says he actually got up, and as he, went, as he got up, his ankles strengthened. I mean, you don't use muscles, they atrophy. I'm learning that at 30. <laughs> I was over here a few weeks ago, and a guy said to me, hey, let's go to that bench, and let's see if you can lift more. He's about 25 pounds heavier than me, and 30 pounds heavier than me, and I said, hey, yeah, I haven't lifted in so long. I said, let's just start small, and I lifted. And then he's like, hey, let's add more weight to it. And I'm like, man, I don't want this guy to beat me because he's going to brag about it. <laughs> but I'm like, but he's 30 pounds. I've already just, I'm like, if he does beat me, he's 30 pounds heavier than me, so I'm good. Like, I'm a buck 70, and I'm, gonna lift, I'm hoping I can be able to lift, lift my weight. And so we get on this bench, the first one, he goes, and the next time, he's like, let's add 50 pounds. He went to like 135 to 180 or something like that. And he it went first, and he was like, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be able to, I think I can beat him. <laughs> I was so excited. So I went over there and picked, you know, you know, I went over there and put two hands on it. I like, and it was heavy. It's heavy to curl 180 pounds. It's different when you're using your chest. So I went up there and I had to help this guy lift it back up. And then I'm like, you know, I don't really want to go. He's like, no, go. I don't want to lose. I was like, all right, fine, if you want me to. So I got down there and I'm like, come on, God, if you're up there, I think you are God. When you're ever laying on a bench and you see people talking to themselves, or you ever, if you ever walked to this, I've only worked out seven times in a year over here, but if you ever see me lay down and I'm talking, I'm asking God to help me lift this weight. <laughs> like, God, if you're up there, 
when you don't use your muscles, they begin to atrophy. You're like, he better finish the story. I lifted it. It was fine. It's not a big deal. When you go through, when you, when you don't use your muscles, they begin to atrophy. If you don't use them, they begin to shrink up. The guy gets up. His legs are so strong. The Bible says they, they spoke into this guy's life. A miracle happened just like that. He began to walk. And he, it says he starts skipping. If I'd have been there, I'd have been making fun of him because guys shouldn't skip unless they're skipping with their daughter. It's totally fine if you skip with your daughter. That's like the only time it's okay. <laughs> Sometimes I skip without her. It's weird. But anyways, you got to, he starts skipping. He's so excited. God gave him more than he could handle. But you know, I tell you this every week and assume for it. It's all, what you've been given, it's only a season. You're going to get through it. You're going to make it. I promise you. I, I woke up this week and, and God said to me, Wes, you've got to make sure you remind me that it's only a season. I tell you guys that every week because I feel like everyone, I'm, every three people I'm around, I'm with people all the time. I'm a people junkie. This is a relational church. You want to know why it's a relational church? Because I love relationships. I want to hang out all the time. Guy said, hey, you, you want to go out to dinner tonight? I'm like, yeah, who are you inviting? <laughs> My kids think it's weird when we eat by ourselves without people because I'm always inviting people over. What you're going through is a season. You're going to get through it. You're going to make it. You just are. And I'm going to tell you how you're going to make it through because that's why you came here. You're here today because you're looking for answers. That's why people come to church. They're looking for answers. And so I want to give you the answer that I think is super, super important for us today. The Bible says this guy got up and walked, and then he went and told people, hey, look at me, I'm walking. And people got mad about it. Whenever good things happen, there's always haters. It's kind of like a, that should be one of our um, core values. It's not, but it's like one. Whenever things are going good for you, there's always going to be haters. And so the haters like, what? That guy never, and some people were happy for him, but some people were mad that he actually got healed. Why does, God allow thing, well, why does God allow us to go through things we can't handle? Here's the reason why God allows us to go through things that we can't handle. Because God wants us to experience his presence. God wants you to experience his presence. That's what he wants for you. Have you ever woke up on Monday and thought to yourself, God, I can't wait for Tuesday to get here? That's most Monday people. But you ever, you're going through and you're like, God, I need tomorrow to be here. And then have you ever woke up on Tuesday and said, God, please let Wednesday get here? And then have you ever been on Wednesday and said, God, please let Thursday show up? And like you get in bed earlier because you want the next day to show up? I had that week this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I woke up Friday and like, God, you better help me today. Because this is just not, this is, you know, with, the, with the, the thing, the Tim thing happened and just life throwing things at me and comments and, and life happens sometimes. And like, you're just going, going, going. And we're always helping people and you're doing things. You're always moving around. You're doing your thing. And, and God was like, I was like, God, you better show up today. That's what you better do. And so I get on my, I, I get on, I get on, um, I get on Facebook because that always fixes everything. And, I, I, and whoever, you, whoever you like the most on Facebook, they're in your feed the most. And I, I, I like all of Vanessa's stuff. And I, I was so encouraged because I found my answer to my week. You know what the answer with my week was? Pumpkin spice latte. I was like, God, that's going to fix my problems. I'm good now. We are totally okay. If I can get that and some payway, because that's my comfort food for lunch, like, I'm, this is going to be okay. I'm going to forget all about my week. <laughs> I'm going to be just prancing around, just like super excited about life because I had a pumpkin spice latte and payway. Those are two amazing P words. Like, I'm going to be okay. <clears throat> I've had encouraging text messages. 
I have all that. It's nice that people care for you. I, we just came out of a series called Friending. It's been my, it's, it's my favorite series. I want to have friends. It's nice to have that. It's nice that people encourage you and have texts, and it's nice. But God was like, Wes, a pumpkin spice latte is not going to fix what you're going through. You know what God said to me? When's the last time we just hung out and just spent time with each other? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm the obvious. I had a guy say to me when we first started the church, he said, when you, it's, you're going to be tempted to read the Bible only to preach messages. That's where you're going to read the Bible. And God was like, when's the last time we just hung out, just me and you? you? Idiot. That's how he talks to me. And, um, and so I was like, all right, God, I get it. You want to hang out? I find so I open up my YouVersion app because we don't read out the Bibles anymore. <laughs> and I flip over to Acts. I'm like, I just need, I knew I was going to talk about God's presence today and God's power. And uh, so I was like, I, I need to read the book of Acts. And so I go to YouVersion, I New Living Translation, I put in the book of Acts and I press play. And I'm like, God, I'm going to get ready. And, and you do the best you can to get my attention. And I'm going to listen to you as best I can while I'm getting ready. And so I was like, you sit on that bed right now. And so I sat down on the bed and I just began to listen and read these, this book. And I got through Acts chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4, 5, and 6. And I got chapter 3, and that's where I got my scripture for today. And then I got to chapter 4 and chapter 5 and chapter 6. And I had to get in the shower. I got in the shower, got ready, drove to, the, to FCA to speak to these kids. And um, I, I spoke to them and got done with that. And spoke to them on Friday. And then at the end of that, and I, I got back in my car again. And I pressed play again. I listened to it. And I have almost listened or read through the book of Acts. Got last night, laid in bed, and I pressed play again. I have chapter 16, chapter 17. It's like, I thought it was only 16 chapters. I was going to get through it, Pop, but I couldn't. So I still have like six more chapters to go. And I'm type A, so I had to finish last night. But I didn't because sleeping was way more important. And God was like, bro, you need my presence. You need my presence. And that fixed my funk. You can hashtag that if you want. Psalms, 20, Psalms 145, verse 18, the Lord, is, the Lord is close to those who call on him. That's where he's at. He's close to those who call on him. And God was like, hey, bro, I want to be closer to you. You need my presence. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. Truth in our church is code for B-I-B-L-E. Jonah chapter 2 says, he said, I cried out to God in the great trouble, and he answered me, and I called to you from the land of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. I cried out to you, and you heard me, God. God's like, hey, here I am. God wants to give you the power that you need. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, each time he said, my grace is all that you need. My power works best in your weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness, Paul said. And in the insults and the hardships and the persecutions and the troubles that I suffer for Christ, when I am weak, then I am made strong. Why does God allow me to go through things I can't handle? So that I can experience His presence, number one. And so I can experience His power, number two. Man, I, that, once I, I walked around Friday like I had, I had it by the tail. And those of you guys that know me, you're like, man, this guy must have been a funk. I was. Because I can, I'm never, I'm never, most of you guys never even seen me down before. Because I'm always high on life. Always. Last week, I, 
I posted last week. I, I don't know what I said. I don't know what all I said last week. But I knew what I meant to say. <laughs> and what I meant to say last week was that, man, God is all you need. He was good, he is good, and he will be good. That's what I meant to say last week. And um, just Tuesday happened, and Wednesday and Thursday, and God's like, hey, bro, I just want to hang out with you. I just want you to spend time with me. And pumpkin spice latte, it helps, but it's not sustainable. And caramel slash toffee cake, it helps, but it's not sustainable. We had a community group last week. We drove across town. We drive the fir- we drive the second furthest for a community group. We drive across town for a community group. We have 30 people out of this community group, 20 adults, 29, 21 adults, and nine kids. Pray for us. Being around people always helps, but it's not going to sustain you. We just came out of a series called Friending. It's good to have good friends. I'm totally with that. You know that I'm for that, but it's not sustainable. Get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, another community group at my house. This one, I didn't have to drive to get to. It was awesome. And Josh led it. And God knows I'm glad. God knew that I needed Josh to lead it. So Josh leads in. I have a guy that came to our church last week for the very first time. He showed up to a group the very, that, that, that Wednesday night. And, and that sure did help. Community groups, you ought to be in one. They're going to be awesome. You're going to love it. But there's nothing like the presence of God. There's just nothing like that. Payway is amazing. Some of y'all just said amen for the first time in your life. <laughs> and I'm totally okay with that. So we don't judge here. But only God's presence is sustainable. Hey, I'm done. That was it. That's all I have for you today. I love you guys and I'm for you. Here's what I know. We need to work.